Storytellers AZ, a discussion group for people who make a living telling stories. My name is Tyler Hurst. This is another episode of the Storytellers AZ podcast. I guess it's a podcast where we share stories and help each other out and uh, help help each of us tell better stories. Uh, I think that's uh, something that a lot of us do, uh, whether we know it or not, whether we're writers, um, salesmen, or just about anything else. And uh, here, and I'm Tyler Hurst. I'm a writer, and I'm Matthew Jalair. I'm a technical recruiter, and yeah. I'm Jeff Moriarty. I'm a writer and looking at digital publishing. Matt Fox, uh, marketing, sales. Thanks, guys, for joining. Uh, I just received a book called The Accidental Creative. It's from a guy named Todd Henry. Uh, His podcast is actually one of the reasons that I want to start this podcast, because in it he talks a lot about uh, creating on demand um, and establishing processes that help you uh, that help you rejuvenate and kind of repair yourself in order to, to repeatedly, you know, make creative progress no matter what you do. And I've noticed when when my structure kind of breaks down, you know, my my creation period and then my and my rest and my recharge period, it makes it really really tough to get back on track. Uh, anything like a vacation, which which seems uh, like it's relaxing to most people, actually almost harms me more than than helps because I come back just kind of all discombobulated and out Lost. of whack and everything like that. And I was wondering what you guys did. Um, either as a creative process or what you found that helps transition between, you know, when you're on and when you're off. Um, is that something you guys have thought about either, you know, through your daily work or even like Jeff, even your, you know, your uh, part-time endeavors? Well, when I'm on and off, one of the things I like to do to try to keep the juices flowing is switch modes of creating. So I often equate the writing process like exercise. It's a habit. You have to do it. If you do it readily, you get in the zone. If you stop for a long period of time, it's heavy lifting to get back into it. You're going to be sore. It's It takes a lot to get those habits back. So if I go on vacation, for example, um, say San Francisco, I love to go there. One of my favorite things to do when I'm there is to take my little journal and go sit in a coffee shop and just people watch. And I'll make notes about people and characters and just observe not trying to create something new, but just take notes and things that I'll be able to feed on later. It keeps my brain engaged, but in a different way, and gives me material that I can take back once I get returned to the normal writing process. But I don't feel then like I've gone sort of cold turkey for the duration. You guys do anything differently? No. Yeah, I mean, like, for instance, me, when I have to come back from this, you know, this most recent uh, three-day, four-day vacation... I have to come back and set goals, um, create a structure. And once I create that structure, it just helps me get back into my creativity or, you know, I can start rolling. And like he said, it's like a, it's like a muscle that you just work on. And it's like anything else, riding a bike. Once you start, you get into the habit and you're going to get back into it. That's interesting. Funny. I was just in here thinking how much. I've been enjoying the last few that I've been to of these meetings because you're asking these questions. I'm going, I've never even thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I could just go on vacation, come back, and and hop back into the mode of things. But, you know, from a psychological standpoint, I guess when I think about it, it's more of a physiological thing. It's like you watch the golfer, you know, he gets up and he does his little muscle memory. Yeah, yeah, a lot of muscle memory, those types of things. I think it's the same thing with this process. Once you get started and you're used to it and you have – certain behaviors that you do every time 
um, as long as you can put yourself back into that physical, mental state, it's just a matter of getting back into it. You know, you could have something throw you off, a death in the family or something like that, that's going to throw you off. But if, if you are used to getting back into that situation, it just comes naturally. As far as your day-to-day practices, slightly different than, uh, than how, to, you know, how to vacation and come back. But how do you transition from, you know, the work part of your day to the non-work part of your day? There's a, there's a passage in, in the book that says something about um, people who, you know, sleep with their iPhones next to their bed, check their email in the middle of the night if they wake up, um, spend the first couple of hours or whatever, um, or, you know, an hour, hour of the day checking email, spend the last hour of the day writing furiously or checking email, are, you know, headed towards burnout. <laughs> it's like, really? That's not normal? Because I do that right now. I've always done that. Um, I don't. I don't know if I do it on purpose. That's just how it works. You know, work gets done as things either come in or as they pop into my head. And so do you guys have a more regimented process of, of doing that? Because I know that people, most creative people tend to fight against, you know, structure, I was thinking about that structure or authority, but they also thrive within it as well. <laughs> so do you guys have any way of creating some outside of th- outside framework to keep you kind of grounded? I was going to say, for me, it's my kids. Because I was just thinking about that last night. I'm sitting there. My wife was running around with the kids doing – we went to a place for the fireworks, and um, they had kids' toy rides and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting there kind of waiting. Pop open the iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know, there goes Kindle. Start reading. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, why, what the hell am I doing? I mean, why aren't I looking around? You're being productive, these- though. It's not like you're, you're, you're not wasting your time. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's- but – Am I or am I not? Exactly. That's the that's thing. And so it's like I just I go, well, you know, what am I doing? And I kind of stopped and put it down. I was looking around for a little bit and watching some of the people around me. And, and then the family came back. And I was talking to my wife about it. And I'm just going, you can't stop. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> but it is. It's hard. But, yeah, it's like those times with the kids. Take them to some place. And then I will. I don't check it as much. You, I mean, I'm not on Twitter so, all day. So you, I mean, like you that. have to replace that activity with another activity. I mean, that's really – I mean, it's – But that's not – the same okay you know it's, it's a completely different frame of mind i'm focused and engaged with what they're doing as opposed to you know i'm doing something here you're more reactive to them rather than proactive with your own work which is nice because you're kind of there to have just kind of interact feed off their energy almost different goal okay different goal where i'm there to nurture and play and make that make sure that they're having a good time so it's something that i mean it, my brain is not not thinking about work at all yeah. you know you know what it's like when you're when you are working that, that you get in the zone and whatnot yeah. it's the same thing with yeah. them that's what it is it's just a different all right well now, different now, jeff, state. now jeff has dogs does that work the same way with dogs <laughs> Yeah, dogs have no concept of don't bother me right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> so you can close the door, but then you get, <laughs> which is really even more distracting. <laughs> but for me, I, I kind of think of it as two different ways. Well, let me just go with this and see if this makes sense. Two different ways of breaking up my attention. One are the the multitasking. I'm doing a lot. I've got a lot of input. I'm responding to things that come in. I get a lot of breadth out of that. But because I don't have time to focus, I don't get a lot of depth. If I'm really writing, especially, let's say, a fiction story, I need to have that in my head. Or even a blog post where I'm trying to make sure there's a narrative in it, that it makes sense, that there's a good flow. If I'm hopping over to Twitter or hitting Facebook or doing anything else, I'm not getting in that particular zone. So I do try in the morning before I hit, and it's not easy, before I hit email, before I pick anything up really... um, you know, that's going to get me engaged with the day, that's when I do my writing. Because once I start to get the work stuff going, 
then there's no going back. And then I'm, if I start to write, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I forgot to reply to so-and-so, and then away it goes. Now, do you have a word count you try and hit every morning, or is there a time that you try and hit? I try to do a time. Um, I'm going in and out. I'm trying to get the writing habit back so I don't feel strong enough to do a word count. But if I do a time, then I can tell myself, all right, this isn't working. I'll fall back to free writing or something else to force me to hit the keyboard for an hour. Okay. What I'm going to try to do is relate this to our storytelling. In the past, I've kind of, you know, I haven't really touched on the subject of writing due to the fact that I just haven't really been doing it on my blog or anything like this. But um, right now, you know, I'm in this this uh, personal, what would you call it, uh, people business. And I've been broken down, in a sense, my mindset now in my company that I have to be constantly on the lookout for emails, phone calls, everything mm. like this. So my mind is always, you know, like kind of in this pattern. I'm not like even though I leave work. I'm always thinking, you know, of that next Twitter account or that, you know, something that's going to hit me up because that's my possible sale. And if I miss it at 10 p.m., who's that person I'm going to go to? And because this is happening now and I've shifted my my focus now from music and all this other stuff, I'm back to recruiting. I'm now wanting to move into uh, like writing on a blog again like I used to in the past. But more to do with sales or, uh, you know, about the uh, recruiting experience and things like that. So does that answer your question? Mm -hmm. What about you, Tyler? Because you write quite a bit. How do you you work that into your chaotic day? Yeah, that's kind of, and that's kind of become a problem. Um, When I, when I have, uh, Katie and I did a whole uh, scrum agile based development um, uh, schedule of where I have note cards. Of basically, I plan out my day of of half an hour here, hour there, all the way up through, um, all the way up through uh, when I go to sleep, and it works really, really well. You know, I get up, I write my my most important thing right away. Always, always writing. It's always my the the any any long form writing I have to do. So um, it's a book I'm working on now, but it could be anything. Um, and then I go work out, and then I start my other client stuff and all that. But I've noticed, and my problem is, I've started checking email in the morning right away and that's killed everything it's killed my ability oh, to go work one, out one bad email yeah. in your emotions and that's what is and, and the thing is you know it's always it's always an emergency you know the, or, or 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 the one time i, I went to bed at ten thirty instead of eleven thirty, and five things came at 11 05 and i was like oh yeah well they'll be done in the morning I'm like no they won't be because i didn't see them last night um and i think that's been a, a, a big problem of mine is is a little similar to how matthew did is you start responding to everything right away. And, and people are like, oh, we love how you get back so quickly in email. Yeah. I'm like, A, stop saying that. And B, no. that's not normal. And it's not because people actually but don't is have it? lives. I mean, people ignore it. Well, I mean, I, and I do too. It's just I have, I have everything set to notifications so I can tell. And I tend to switch back and forth really quick. And I, and I always thought that was, a, uh, that was a great thing, but it's not at all, not even a little bit. So how can you counter, you know, how can you make that productive or... Like change that. You just like, stick to the schedule. You, you you make a schedule and you just stay to it, stay on it. My my also my problem is it, you know you get like today I um I went down to meet with Kirk Yunke to have coffee uh, at Coffee Cartel and then I went to have a meeting at Gateway Community College, and those two meetings screwed up my total pro- productivity for the entire day. Mm. Like I under- I don't understand how how I was. There's no way you can get anything done for the rest of the day. I ended up still doing it, but it feels like I worked 50 hours today, and I only really worked. I mean, I was gone and then I actually worked in the afternoon for about six 
And that was a really hard day, and I don't understand why why I keep getting myself into it. But yeah, a framework is the only way to make that work. And when I do stick to that, it works really, really well, and I feel yeah. great. And you can actually get a lot of stuff done. Um, See, I think I would love to, you know, live that type of, you know, lifestyle right now. But I think you as a writer, you can do that. Like me, like I can't do that now. Like I have to be or else I don't get to eat, you know? Oh, I, that's, uh, well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it was, there was a bunch of years like that though. Trust me. Everyone's like, oh, what'd you do? Remember those six years before? Yeah. I was earning a thousand dollars a month. Um, well, as I say, well, I mean, one of the best quotes I ever heard, Dan Kennedy said about email. Yeah. He's like, that's like going and checking your front door, but nobody's rung the doorbell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. just walking up and trying to see if somebody's there. Well, yeah, what's, nobody's there. Well, what's worse though is there's always someone there now. And now that's, there is. And I'm like, yeah, every, unfortunately. If, because I, I trained myself a long time ago not to check email all the time because there's not going to be any there. It's not a really big deal. But now that I'm actually busier, there is email all the time. And I, when I do check it, there's something to do. And I need <laughs> something to do and different. Um, well, and that's, in a way, that's, uh, What's his name? Swarm of resistance. Oh, it is the resistance. Yeah, oh, I mean, you're doing something else other than the work. It's completely the resistance, and, and you're you know, also you're you're letting that person cut in line. Yeah, I am ahead of what you're doing. Fortunately, it's usually my clients, so it's it's kind of like, well, I could not answer this, but they really like me because I answer, and their checks are always on time. So it's so, so you've trained them well. Yeah, it's a this tough. is slightly <laughs> irrelevant, but how does this affect your like your relationship with? Katie and other type of things like your day in day out type of lifestyle. Um, she she is very understanding. I am extremely lucky. She has lucky. to go through it too, I am right? Extremely lucky with that, and I think that's a big deal. I don't. I, I gave her. Uh, there was a, someone wrote a, a guilt ridden guilt ridden writer's confession. Robert Bruce of Copyblogger wrote this and just basically talked about what it means to be a writer, and it really could be any sort of creative industry. Anyone who's willing to who doesn't get paid for their time gets paid for their value. Um, and I, you know, hey, read this, like, check this out. Um, and I'm sure you guys will attest that uh, you, your spouse has to kind of sign off on all this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, Katie and I never go to, well, I never go to bed the same time. We hardly ever get up at the same time. You know, you're, you're different, you're in different places all the time. Yeah. And I think, I think that's similar for a lot of people, unless you have kids where you're, where you're home more. Um, but even if that's still, that's still tough. It requires yeah. stability. Yeah. Anyway, all right, uh, we're going to sign off there. Uh, that was a great conversation. I appreciate it. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Storytellers AZ. We'll see you next time. <laughs>